0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecesscom autocall MAFS.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hi, beautiful people out there. Hi, Aide, Welcome to episode 17, Decision Day. I thought this day would never come. Woo! I'm Woo! so excited. Hi, <laughs> Tane. I was like... I felt like I was the only
1: person who was, like, really excited about Decision Day. Everybody else was just like, thank God we're finally here. I was like, yes, it's Decision Day!
0: <laughs> I'm in both camps. I was like, thank God we're finally here. But I really enjoyed the episode. You know, we did an informal poll on our social media. And so far, 77% of the people are like, it was meh. <laughs> it was uneventful. So, but I really liked it. It was the Chris and Paige show, but I liked it. <laughs> I I just try to block that out
1: I mean I know we're going to talk about it But I am going to try to pretend like I didn't even see them Until I'm like yelling loudly about what they did
0: Um... (laughs) You know what the finale day feels like You know when you go somewhere When you don't have an end date It feels longer But when you go somewhere Even if you're suffering and you don't like it so much But there's an end date in sight It makes it all the more bearable so you're just like, you know, we're just getting out of here. So that's why it was a tad bit exciting for me, also. Like but I'm it's watching. Not right. Page. <laughs> I'm watching Chris and Page. I know this is ridiculous, but you know what? We are going to be put out of our misery right now soon. But we're <laughs> so... not. Because there's a reunion oh. part one and part two,
1: which appears to be more of the Chris and Page show. Uh... But I am actually looking forward to hearing from all the other couples too. Yeah. So it'll be And Kevin Frazier, our boy. He back. he'll be calling people on their bs left and right
0: yes 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 i'm excited for the reunion and i really just hope they do them justice and give them equal time like you know so while we were away
1: from you wonderful people we did record an episode on unmatchables the first couple episodes um so you can go check that out uh i did end up watching a couple more episodes of unmatchables the cu- next couple episodes didn't quite have the same tone. Like, one of them was just these two terrible people <laughs> who were very hateful towards each other on their date. It wasn't good at all. Um, and then the second one was kind of more, like, you know, light and fluffy. Uh, I think I'll keep on watching Unmatchables, as I said before. At least, you know, it's, it won't be like a like must-watch TV, but you know when your DVR runs out of stuff. You're like, ah, I might as well watch this. Yeah. We also recorded a Real Housewives of Atlanta bonus episode just for our patrons. Uh, also, we, we recorded it and then, you know, all that news broke about Portia and Simon and Faye Lynn, So we, or Fallon. <laughs> I was like think <laughs> fallon Fallon. <laughs> um, and so you could go see that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash M A F S. And we want to give special shout outs to our patrons this week, Mia, Carol, Lindy, and Paloma. Thank you. So, Tang, what's going on with the old crew?
0: Um, first of all, announcement, like, we saw, was it today? Yeah, it was today. They were just, like, teasing what new couple is going to join the couples cam family. I don't know if anyone saw the ads where they're like, who, who, who? Well, we found out who today. It's going to be Virginia and Brian Vince. Ryan and Clara are not going to be part of them. And this is by choice. They are choosing to enjoy their family life beho- outside of the cameras. And honestly, good for them. I am not even a little bit surprised. None. I, well, I,
1: think, I, I think this was a Ryan-driven decision. First. <laughs> and I think Clara was supportive because she's like, if I get this man on camera, he won't sleep with me. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that up for sex. the only reason why I was surprised was you know we always mildly tease like you know someone like Karen everyone says oh we're we're not comfortable in front of the camera but then now you have a choice and you still choose to continue so Ryan is true to himself and is like I don't like this cameras I've done what I came here to do I will not be continuing this so that's good for them yeah so I hope I hope that works you know in their favor and I really truly hope that Clara is actually happy and she's not, you know, compromising too much, you know. I hope they change their mind later. But, yeah, because I really love them. But, yeah. Okay, moving on. We've talked a little bit about Jeffy and Shawnice. Again, nothing has been addressed since those since those strange social media messages that they both had. But they, Jeffy, I think, posted, you know, I don't know if anyone has heard about that challenge where the parents, you know, stand and they have their kid there and then they run and then they see... Who their kid runs after. So they posted that challenge. I don't know when it was filmed. But it seemed like it was recent. And like mentioned before. They seem to both be in the same house. So. And they're going to be back on couples cam. So guessing all is well again. (laughs) I think that's what we're supposed to conclude.
1: (laughs) But I'm like really annoyed with them. Because I think it's really immature. To like post your relationship drama. Both of you. And then like all of a sudden be like, oh, cute family videos. And and it's not like you're obligated to address anything, but it's like, if you don't put stuff out there. Like, yeah. why can't you guys just have a fight like normal people and not tell us about it? How <laughs> about that? us And not
0: give an update. <laughs> I really just want to say, like, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, we want their happiness. So if they're truly happy, God be with them and courtney one of my faves from season one is pregnant with her new husband yay courtney um that's all i have for the previous couples but i was gonna give like since we didn't recap last week for the countdown to the special i'm just gonna give a quick re- recap of you know what they talked about it was beth and jamie for those who don't know woody and amani and karen and miles and uh, karen and miles well Karen and Amani were looking like a million bucks. Amani looked ridiculously good. She was looking fire. And there was like a good vibe. I feel like Beth was really auditioning for Unfiltered because Beth and Jamie were on the screen. Woody and Amani and Karen and Miles were in the same studio, in the same place, and Beth and Jamie were on the screen. And she seemed to be the one driving the questions, and it kind of felt like how it is when Jamie's on Unfiltered asking The questions. So we get a little bit of update where Karen and Miles um said they moved into a new place. So they moved away from Woody and Amani. So they're not you know eleven steps away from them anymore. And then surprisingly, Beth and Jamie were talking about having kids. For anyone who remembers their season, they were very anti having babies. But you know now they're talking about it, and everyone wished them luck. So. They talk about when they knew that they'd say yes for decision day. And Beth said when they were taking walks and she just felt like this was my person. Woody and Jamie said the couple's retreat was when they knew they were going to say yes. Karen knew that she was going to say yes on recommitment day. Does that surprise the aid?
1: Yeah, because their recommitment day went horrible.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, maybe Karen is just one of those people
1: because Miles seemed really checked out. Um. <laughs> so I guess she was like wait
0: this dude's gonna leave me I like him now which okay <laughs> whatever works for you guys <laughs> she claims that he dropped the facade like to your point he probably checked and was like I don't care anymore he dropped the facade and she felt like okay this is the real guy and I can work with that Miles said he was planning on saying no on decision day until he saw her in that orange dress and he was like damn <laughs> so I think that was an important tidbit. Because I was like, wow, you have just said no? Thank God she wore that dress. And then they showed the flashback of her walking in. So Woody's talking about um, Eric and Virginia, that he hates all the ultimatums. Miles just thinks like it's a controlling, unhealthy relationship. But Beth defends Eric, that Eric comes off as controlling, but he doesn't mean to be. But that she sees red flags with um, Virginia with her drinking. And I swear to God, Amani rolled her eyes.
1: Amani <laughs> like, e- has she- already got on social media like a couple months ago to defend Virginia's <laughs> drinking, which is a- an interesting choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she's all like, "Oh, if she drinks a lot, then I drink a lot." But I don't think Amani seems to think like it's a difference. She still prioritizes Woody. Like, there's a whole, there's whole other variables involved in that. But Amani's like, she doesn't think her actions show that she doesn't want to be a wife. I'm like, um, okay. Um, for Jacob and Haley, Miles thinks that, you know, Jacob is projecting his insecurities from past relationship. Woody's hella shocked that they had sex. Beth felt like.
1: <laughs> Woody Haley... being hella shocked that they had sex is one of the best parts of that show. <laughs> He's just like, but how? But why? Like, how exactly did these two people? Hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs>
0: Beth felt like, you know, Haley didn't try, that for all the things they're listing about Jacob, that at least we know stuff about Jacob, but we don't know anything about Haley. I don't know if that's exactly true, because we know she likes to travel, we know she she tried to live in Australia, and all that stuff, but I guess Haley doesn't like, I mean, Beth doesn't like Haley, so I don't know. (laughs) And then... For Ryan and Clara, Woody was very strongly, he said he's turned off by them and they're very surface, that they really haven't been um, tested. Jamie didn't think that they even liked each other, that they just wanted to be married so they just say everything is fine. They felt very strongly about Ryan and Clara. I was like, dang. (laughs) (laughs) And then for Chris and Paige, Miles is just like, Paige did not set clear boundaries that respect herself and her body. Karen was like, that was toxic. Woody went off. He was just like, not about that Chris life. Miles predicts that they're still going to be entangled in some way. Karen says that they are going to be in a situationship. I see no lies. And Woody thinks that they're going to say that they're married. <laughs> but I don't I think that. But I'll give you what the predictions were. So for Brianna and Vincent, everybody said Yes. Jamie wasn't sure. He was like, yes, but he doesn't know if afterwards it's going to last. For Eric and Virginia, Jamie and Beth said yes. Amani said Eric was going to say yes, but Virginia, no. And then Woody was like 50 50. For Haley and Jacob, <laughs> everybody was a no. And then Woody was like, he wouldn't be surprised if something else happened because they've been trying. And then for Ryan and Clara, everyone said yes except Jamie. Jamie was like, it's going to be a hard no. I don't even think they did Chris, or maybe it blocked out of my mind for Chris and Paige. I think everybody was just like hopefully, hoping it's a no. But yeah, that's about it for the previous couples and the summary for the countdown special. Cool. Before we get into our episode this week, for those of you that remember the last episode that we did, Aid had predicted the order in which, the couple, which, in which he thought the couples were going to appear on the couch. Now, A, do you remember what you said?
1: No, but (laughs) someone did point out to us that I forgot to include Chris and Paige. And since we'd watched that other special that they did, we knew Chris and Paige were coming to Decision Day. But I forgot. I probably selected Memory because I don't want them to come because I don't want to see them. (laughs) So tell me what I predicted for my order because I don't remember.
0: Okay, I would tell you that you got one right in the order. And the order that you said was Brie and Vince first, Haley and ja- Jacob second, Ryan and Clara third, and they were going to end on Eric and Virginia. But if Virginia said no, or if they, uh, you think they would switch and Ryan and Clara would be last. Hmm. And the order that it appeared on, for those who haven't watched, it was Clara and Ryan, Haley and Jacob, Chris and Paige, Eric and Virginia, and then they ended with Brian and Vince. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm not great at this, but you guys, they have four more seasons or whatever coming, so I'm gonna get plenty of practice in. I'll try to do better next time.
0: <laughs> oh yes, and the next season, which is based in Houston, is gonna be premiering in July 21st. Mark your calendars.
1: Although that will probably be the matchmaking special, which we do not cover. <laughs> um, to let you guys know, we will do be doing the matchmaking special for this season on Patreon at some point during the break. But yes. Uh, July 21st I spotted in the pre- like. They, it's funny how they wouldn't show their faces and stuff because mm-hmm. they haven't done their people preview <laughs> that's when you find out who the couples are going to be next time but I swear I thought one of the people was Asian and I thought that was good because Mass does okay with black diversity I guess or black people white people they've gone they're okay with Latinos but Asian is not really one that they've done so or uh, you know group that they have had represented. So hopefully my prediction was right. Just to be clear, (laughs) yes, they have had a few Asian people on the show. Davina in a season that I watched, but I mean, they could do better in the dive. The show I think could do better in the diversity.
0: I don't think it helps that I also spotted him, but it doesn't help that the thing coming out of his mouth is, I I know her. So, (laughs) oh man. So we are going to dive in to our couples and we are going to start with we're going to go in the order that they appeared in so the first was Clara and Ryan before I go in I want to talk about the experts I don't know if this is the first time I was disappointed by Dr. Viviana's choice of attire what did you think about that
1: that dress was ugly and I actually expected you to come on here and start talking about how wonderful the dress was because I know you love Dr. (laughs) Dr. Viviana so I'm actually kind of glad that you're like no it was ugly we agree
0: correction i love her fashion but remember i ranked her number three in the experts <laughs> but i was just like oh you bring it all the time girl what is this kimono looking thing the color itself that's was kind just... of an insult to kimonos what you just <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the co- maybe it was the color i don't know i'm just used to seeing her in better outfits so So, yeah. So we're in there. The building was also interesting because at first I was like, is that a stained window? Is that a church? No, it's not. What is this? It was a church. um, It was the basement of a church.
1: Oh, it really was? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, that's a church. And then it's funny. I, I visited, I know this was not the church, but I visited the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, which was Martin Luther King's church. And they have, like, the same thing where they have, like, the church on top. But if you go down to the basement, it's, like, this huge hall. And I guess that's, like, a very common thing for churches. And I was like, oh, they're in the basement of a church with the huge hall.
0: (laughs) It is. It's usually where they serve the coffee and donuts after church. But, yeah, (laughs) I digress. Okay. So, Dr. Viviana is telling us how Clara and Ryan seem to have the perfect opposites attract romance. And they're thrilled at the way they inspire, compliment, and care for one another even though their physical intimacy is stalled. Clara's walking slow-mo, looking good in her salmon cape dress. Ryan is looking dapper in his bow tie. And then I noticed that his bow tie is so massive. Why was it that large? And it was like a a yellow bow tie. But on the flip side, it just makes all the sense that Ryan is a bow tie kind of guy. Like, I wouldn't think otherwise. (laughs) So they recap their relationship with that weird voiceover thing that I think they started last season. I, I can't get used to that. What do you think
1: about that? That voiceover thing reminds me of my 600-pound life.
0: <laughs> yes, it does!
1: <laughs> if you, you guys have watched have my 600-pound so... <laughs> the people always enough. have to do that silly voiceover. And, like, of all... You know, everybody on the show had to do the voiceover. The people on My 600 hundred pound Life usually aren't good, and neither were the people on this show. I actually thought, of all the people, Vincent did the best job in not sounding like a robot who had some words written for them. Um, everybody else, it's, like... It's very weird. Like, it doesn't sound like them. Like, we've been listening to them talk now for a long time. It doesn't sound like them. It just... it. I don't like it, and we could quit it. But they have to... At the end of the day, this is a two-hour show for 10 people to say yes and no. (laughs) So they have to drag it out somehow.
0: Yeah, it's true. Because that segment, you can literally hear a director or producer saying, and go. And then Eric, he's so nice, he's kind, he loves his dogs, and cut, say it over again. I'm like, (laughs) it's not natural. But anyway, so basically the whole point is they highlight the good and the problem areas um, of their relationship. So we're watching a recap of the recap of the special of everything before we finally have them talk about whether they want to stay or not. So they see each other, remember they spend the night away, they hug. Clara says the decision will change the course of their entire life regardless of what it is. Pascal asks how things are. Ryan gives a weird answer. He said it's been introspective. I have learned a lot about myself. I mean, I guess it's not so weird, but it's just not what I would think would be an answer for how the journey was. Um, Clara tells them that she went in with high hopes but realistic expectations. Pascal asks how he's gleaned from her because she has a little spice. And then Ryan is like, a little? And then all the experts are just, ha, ha, ha. Remember Decision Day is the day, like, you know, they pat themselves on the back, like, we did good. We did good. So... He's like, would never give you a weak woman because, you know, you're an alpha man. And I was going to ask you, Aid. like, I don't, by all means, I do not think that Ryan is a pushover or anything. But do you think alpha man when you think of Ryan?
1: Mm, No,
0: but I don't know. Like,
1: what would you call an alpha man? Like, if you're like, well, would I think Ryan is an alpha man? But I'm also like, who would I think
0: is an alpha man? That is a good question. And now I'm thinking about all the past participants and nobody is coming to <laughs> uh Huh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> so Ryan is like, you know, they both like being right. Guys, even if it's a season finale, the editors are still earning their paycheck. There's a lot of cut paste and facial reactions. They, you know, Clara has all the faces, but you can almost tell like, It's not the faces that they had when they were saying what they said. But, you know, if you're a MAPS viewer, you know it already by now. So Dr. Viviana asks, how has communication helped you feel better about the road to intimacy? And how would you physically show intimacy? What? (laughs) Even if you're asking these questions, I don't understand. Ryan is the one who chooses not to have sex, but they keep asking Clara the questions. Why is that?
1: I do not know.
0: (laughs) So Clara's like, oh, we're moving slower than others. And, you know, we've talked about it. I know Ryan is like, they've talked about it. And she's like, she gets it. And is this the hill that she's willing to die on? If they're going to be married for the next 50 years, what's a few extra months? So um, I think Dr. Pepper, I can't remember who asked, is like, what words of affirmation or love have been exchanged? Again, Clara's the one that's answering. He's the one that's slow on that. But Clara starts and is like, they have not said the L word. But then Ryan interrupts. And I'm glad that he did. But Ryan interrupts to say that, you know, he hasn't been shy about, you know, it takes him a while to trust and it will always be a work in progress for him. This was the moment I knew that we were not getting a decision day. I love you. And I'm kind of glad about that.
1: And this is why I don't understand. Like, when they start editing the show, have they not watched all the way to the end? So why would you tell us in the beginning that this I love you thing is, like, so important to Clara? And then by the end of it, I guess Clara doesn't say, like, oh, it's the end of the world. So it's just, is that not bad editing?
0: Uh, We're talking about maths here, girl. <laughs> It's their staple. <laughs> they, they can't find anything because for one, I'm pretty sure Brian was very difficult to work with because as you said on Unfiltered, he said there's nothing that she's talking about that we haven't talked about. He's just adamant. Like, yeah, like you know, they've talked about him being stubborn. I'm not just going to talk about stuff, do some certain stuff, and you're not going to make me. So they have to come up with something. So <laughs> this was it. <laughs> So, I know, as, the, as he was talking about it, I, I I like Ryan's confidence. Like, he's the kind of person that's not swayed. Like, it may not be what everybody else wants me to do or thinks I should do, but I'm sticking to my guns on that. Like, there's some kind of assuredness or something about him that I like. And also, Clara looks so pretty to me today. She looked very, very pretty. So, it was time for them to make a decision, and Pascal says it's time Why was my heart beating fast? I got so nervous this whole show.
1: Every single time I was like, this is very stressful. Very stressful. (laughs) And even though, you know what? I even thought, okay, they're going first. Going first is actually a good sign for them. But
0: still, it was very stressful. Exactly. Like, I feel like we knew what the outcomes were going to be. But I'm like, 12 seasons in and my heart's still beating? I mean, they must be doing something right. (laughs) Right. So um Clara goes first and she's tells him that at this point you are almost my best friend. I can talk to you about anything. You're by far my healthiest relationship. I chuckled, he smiled, and I can't picture my life without you. I feel like we were meant to be, and you're also the best husband that I've ever had. Everyone laughs and hopefully you're the only and I want to stay married. Ryan, like I said, he might be a bot. He didn't like smile or ha ha ha. He was just looking stoic. And there's a lot of ums. And as the caption says, tense music. And then we cut to commercial. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we come back and he says for him, he doesn't know if anyone has ever got into the brain of Ryan Oubre it takes a lot of patience, understanding, commitment because what works for Ryan works for him but not necessarily for Clara. So I think I would say Clara is tearing up at this time. So and then uh, Clara is tearing up at this point and he's like so I think I would say and then he starts fidgeting, starts saying um and then they cut to commercials and you know at this point the news hadn't dropped but i know i had noted there was a couples cam um commercial and i was like i wonder if any couples say no because so far every couple that had said yes has joined couples cam but i guess i got my answer today so they come back from commercial and then ryan is like i would for sure say clara i want to 150 want to stay married to you and then they kiss my pda so this is the part Where, again, the experts are so happy. And then we get like a confessional, Ryan and Clara together. His arm is around her and he's like 10 of a 10, I would recommend. And they kiss and he's all, you put in lipstick on me. And it was very cute. I think the only other thing I noticed was Pascal is either really tall or everyone else is so short. Because he towered over everyone.
1: Well, uh, Dr. Pepper is really short.
0: Like, yeah, I, I mobile bowel
1: size. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know her. But even over Ryan, I think the only person that was closest to him was, like, Dr. Viviana.
1: And she was probably in, like, three or four-inch heels, I'm sure. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is like, I'm not here for this heel life. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was nice. It was sweet. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I did. And now, I mean, Clara is all up into this marriage. Like, her Instagram handle is Clara Ubre. Like, she yeah. ain't slain. So, you know. I do wish them all the best like i really enjoy them they were my favorite from the beginning and they were my favorite at the end and you know i hope this is a good decision for them and i hope she's having sex please god that's why they won't go on couple scam. ryan's like i will only have sex
1: with you if i don't have to talk about it with the rest of the world
0: you know what's funny i should say i hope she's having good sex because someone dm and was like or made a comment and said she's going to have a solid partner but bad sex I'm like, I don't wish that oh, Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I hope she's getting a solid partner and solid sex at the same time. So, okay. We move on to the Haley and Jacob. Jacob tells us he didn't think he'd feel this way on decision day. Like he's nervous. And Haley is saying that she's hoping they don't have any regrets. They come into the room. Haley is looking like fire. So Dr. Pepper tells us that they were matched because both of them wanted to get out their comfort zone and do what needed to be done to find love. Well, that didn't work out. Their resilience to see this through decision day gives them some hope that this marriage could work. This is amazing. So in the voiceover, Haley's saying that she says when she first met Jake, she thought he was really nice and was hoping his personality would win her over. Can we say ouch? <laughs> Is she basically saying he was ugly? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's that you know, I didn't even put it together until then. I was like, what does she mean? His personality will win what? I and then now you just now you said it.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Haley. She, she was
1: immediately not attracted to him. That's what she oh, said.
0: Yeah. She's been in pain this entire thing. Like kudos to her for staying to the end. <laughs> and um, she was
1: so happy when she came in here. Like, so much cheer and joy was just emanating off of her. Like, yes, this is
0: over. Yes, this is over. (laughs) And she's like, I don't have much in common with him. Jacob is like, you know, she tends to find what's wrong and not what's right. He knew they were different, but he thought they'd find common ground. So they walk into the um, hall, and Haley looks amazing. She's in a black dress. I think this was going to be, like, her fuck you dress. Like, this is what you're missing out on. And, you know, (laughs) she's been saying that Jacob dresses bad. Why am I truly, truly realizing it in this finale? Because he had like a, he had jeans and then a pinstripe suit, then a striped tie. And I'm like, what is this combination, Jake? But they sit down and Dr. Viviana is like, so what did you think the first time you saw him? And Haley's like, he's not my type, but he's an attractive guy. (laughs) And then they asked them what she's learned. And Haley said she claims she's... Well, Haley claims that she's learned about communication. They ask him what he's learned. He says, again, this whole patience under pressure thing. And I'm so glad that Dr. Viviana said, what do you mean by that? Because he says that all the time. But I don't know exactly what he means. But he didn't even really answer the question. Because he's saying, like, he learned that, you know, at the time when they had the fight and they weren't talking... And you know she moved her seat on the plane, and he and I'm like, well, how does that mean patience under pressure? I mean, I'm I'm guessing he means he's lear- he should he learned how to be patient under pressure. I think he's congratulating
1: himself that they had that one big fight at the beginning, and he's like, see, we never had another one quite like that afterwards because I didn't lose my ish the way I did the first time.
0: <laughs> okay, Jake. <laughs>
1: That is giving himself a little bit too much credit.
0: Too much credit because there was other stuff. So, Haley says that no, that he projected on her. He does explain that he was told to give her space, which is true. When the family brunch, she was told, like, you know, she needs Haley time. And she's like, nope. To me, that came across as no effort. I'm like, again, with this no effort thing. And she's like, you know, they had the same conversation every day. And You know, perspective is everything, but I got to go with Haley on this because when he explained that he gave her space and she's like, you know, it came across as no effort. But then she was talking about how he kept asking her the same thing, you know, all the time. That had to have been frustrating, you know, for Haley. So Dr. Pepper brings up that one homework that they had where, you know, they both said nice things about each other. And Jacob also mentions how they won the Know Your Spouse Best competition at the couple's retreat. So Dr. Pepper said, you know, you must have talked enough to know about each other. Pascal just goes straight to Haley and is like, I mean, to Jacob, and is like, if Haley said, I don't want a divorce, I want to try, what would you say? And <laughs> I'm just wondering why he just went straight to that. Like, it, I guess it was a foregone conclusion and she was going to say no. I thought the way they
1: set up the yeses and the noes this time was really weird. Yeah. So usually there's like a definite each person gets the opportunity to give their decision. And they usually, I think they know it beforehand what people are going to say because they let the yes person go first. Um, (laughs) And then they have the no person go second if the second person is a no. Yeah, it felt like this time they kind of like, especially like with him, they just didn't do that. You know, like
0: Pastor Cal asked that question and then. So he goes straight to it. And Jacob is like, you know, we had eight weeks to try and we never did it. Haley agrees and she's like, I put in all the effort that I can. And if I stayed, I would just be settling for a marriage. We're just completely different. We never got to the point of connection. And I would like to get a divorce. Pastor Cal is like, you're both great people, but two good people don't make a great couple as much as much as they might intend them to. So Haley's like, getting a divorce is kind of like a failure, but you know, she's learned and she's looking forward to the future. Jacob is like, life happens, but he's optimistic and hopeful. And I would like to point out that the song had the lo- song lyric of, you are nice, but I was never your type. And that was it for them.
1: <laughs> that song lyric killed me. When I heard the song lyric, I was like, they're talking about Hayley. But now that I think about it, it was both of them.
0: Yeah, it was both of them. They just they just didn't fit from the very beginning. They could have, I don't even know why I say that. Why could they have worked But. He didn't, but good for them. I hope everyone hits Jacob in the DMs. If you are out there and you love the '80s, and you like neon, and you like dogs, and you like steak and eggs, go out there and go slide into those DMs. Slide, slide into, into. that. Shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we now go into. I want to say that Chris and Paige got at least 45 minutes Ugh. of the show. They were making up for all of this episodes that they were not on because this was just torture terrible (laughs) okay let me dive into this so my first thing is like i am hella surprised that chris showed up for this i (laughs) i was fully prepared for him to not show up for this and while this was going on chris was doing an instagram live i you know just didn't have the opportunity to to go on because we're watching the opportunity as if I go listen to Chris talk about this, even if I did have the time. I'm curious. I'm very curious. I just want to, because I don't understand the way his brain works. I shouldn't try to, but I'm just curious to see where his mindset is at right now. And honestly, I really wanted to know if he was with Paige. But <laughs> <laughs> so Chris showed up in his suit, but I can't. I couldn't figure. I don't think it was. You know, Chris has that one occasion suit that he has, but I don't think that's. was the suit but no it's not a new suit this suit was ugly as hell and Um, (laughs) it'll fit it
1: it did not fit right at all it just looked terrible um and it would look terrible in that worst way where you know sometimes you look terrible because you didn't try and sometimes you look terrible because you tried way too
0: hard this was this was the latter the latter times two so um, Paige is talking and telling us about his duplicitous and erratic behavior always left her feeling confused and rejected, and he did not let God lead him in their marriage thus. yes, yeah, she used the word thus. He did not nurture the small spiritual bond that they had began to form. What nonsense is
1: this? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway. Uh, the small spiritual bond
0: I was like what are you talking about oh, what bond what bond <laughs> like we said he forgot to pray before he ate he, he did not bring a bible to the bible study he was never the only time he remember prayer was when he fucked up and he does things against her and he's like let's share the word I, <laughs> this is crazy so anyways oh. Again, I cannot believe they got him to do this voiceover, but he did, and he says all these good things. And then it took a downturn because he starts saying Paige gets agitated quickly and shuts down. I'm like, did he think this is another girlfriend? Who is he talking about? That she has struggled with protecting me and my feet? Like Nick, what?
1: <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just like no words to say. Like, what are we? We all watch this show
0: together. Uh, what are you talking about on tape oh anyways so they sit and then they ask the best things about their marriage and chris is like you know their last days where they played pool and they played basketball they shared the scripture and that was a form of intimacy hold on just a second
1: though because in that whole nonsense package of their journey mercedes did not make an appearance Uh, Which, Mercedes is a key part of the journey. So I was like, how could you do this package? I, I just nonsense, anyway.
0: <laughs> so they asked Paige the same question. And she says, well, even in the small moments, she could see why they were matched. Chris had the audacity to be like, like what? Okay. So Paige, of course she indulges. She's like, I appreciate your vulnerability. You never back down. You're confident. And most importantly, I think that God put us in this process for a reason, but you know, I didn't feel valued or respected. Dr. Viviana, <laughs> no time to waste. She's like, so I, let me ask you, why did you keep coming back? Like, <laughs> bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> Then, you know, Paige gives her rehearsed answers. You know, I was confusing marriage with the idea of love and, you know, and I didn't choose myself. So Dr. Pepper is like, how do you think to Chris, how do you think you could have been kinder? Any regrets with anything you said or did with her? This is just a nice way of saying, why did you have sex with her when you're not attracted to her? <laughs> he said, I regret not moving into the apartment with her and the abandonment started on the plane. Then Chris turns around and is like, you were the best thing I never cherished, and you embodied everything that I ever wanted in a wife. (laughs) The experts look at each other like, what the fuck is happening right now? Dr. Viviana
1: looks so (laughs) disgusted. Dr. Viviana could not fix her face for this whole thing. She She does not like Chris. She's protective of Paige, and that really, really came through. The experts, all three of them, were just looking like this man like he was a piece of trash. (laughs) And
0: and we all agree with them. We agree with them. We do. It was just, it was like Twilight. Like, what reality are you on? (laughs) So anyways, Chris says from the bottom of his heart that he's sorry for ruining this experience for her and she was what he needed in a wife and he didn't appreciate it. Paige is like, I've been waiting for that. I really appreciate it. Okay. He tells her, you know, when he told her that he was scared of falling in love, that he meant it, and he didn't want to tell her like this, and he meant to call her, but Mercedes had a miscarriage. And then, you know, he breaks down crying and walks away, and, of course, Paige runs after him. Um, Two sidebars. I know this is a sensitive topic, but as Paige walks away, I'm just wondering, is Paige's butt real? I, I can't tell.
1: I just thought... um. I did not enjoy Paige's dress. Ah! You have a banging body and the stress is not really doing anything for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I was wondering. So she goes outside and I guess there was the, um, it was late at night at this point. So the producer informs her that he jumped in his car and she thinks that he's left, but he is sobbing in his car. Paige goes in and tells him that she, you know, she's really concerned about his mental health and at this point, Paige is actually crying too. But here's I'm... the
1: thing. <laughs> this is why, I like, Chris is trash for one of the many reasons. Chris has Paige's number. If he wanted her to know about Mercedes' miscarriage, he could have called her. I get that it's not easy, but I am not, he is not a trustworthy person. So I always look at Chris, whether consciously or unconsciously, he's constantly trying to manipulate. And <laughs> he showed up to decision day to tell her about this miscarriage because. it it, it's part of his manipulations yeah he could have showed up to this thing and not said a single word about mercedes and her miscarriage
0: yeah mercedes has
1: already gone on social media to be like i don't really like having my personal business out there i have a measure of sympathy but you came and shot this tv show so my sympathy is is my sympathy for the miscarriage is not limited my sympathy for like all the public attention that is now on your life not so much
0: yeah absolutely I'm gonna tell you this though, I'm a terrible person. If he walks out of there, I am sitting my ass on that couch. I am not going out into the cold. You deal with you, you are not my problem anymore. And I'm sitting on that couch, not going out there for him. Not worth it. But you and Paige are
1: different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Paige falls for every time. Every all of his dramatic. She's always willing to Well I'm like, why are you sitting in his car comforting him? This is not your job, lady.
0: Yeah. Not everybody who's in emotional distress is yours to comfort. Yes. And he's doing it because he knows the reaction he's going to get out of it. But anyways, Paige is crying too and telling him that, you know, I know how much you wanted it. And he's actually like, it's not about that, that it's about everything that he's sorry. He didn't mean to diss her or degrade her and he cares about her. And after Vegas, he felt alone. He felt embarrassed and felt everyone hated him. He was trying to back out. So I was going to ask you if you thought it was genuine, but I think what you just said answers the question. It's manipulative. Because for a second I was like, that makes sense. In it's some not way. That,
1: I, it's, so, it's not so much that I don't think his emotions are genuine. I think like when, when we talk about manipulative people, like people get really hung up on like whether they're like a mastermind. And I don't think most manipulative people are masterminds, but... Chris knows Paige. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, I don't really think he can help himself. (laughs) Yeah. I I think he, this is who he is. So he knows he can get comfort out of her. He knows that like emotional pain, like she's very supportive and very sweet. And he just cannot resist like
0: getting it out of her. Yeah. And I think it's like human nature. Like if you think you can get away with something, you would do it. That's why (laughs) it's so important for you to set boundaries for yourself and for others. Because people will take advantage, even the people that love you. But um, while I was going back and forth and whether he was sincere, I looked, I looked closely, I looked harder, I rewound and checked again. Yep. His face was dry. I did not see <laughs> one tear come out of that eye. Because I had seen him post something earlier and he'd say like real men cry or something like that. And he was in a car. I was just wondering, why would there be a car on the finale? But this is what it was. And I'm like, This guy is just manipulative. Like, Paige, I saw tears. Her, him, I saw nothing. So, you know, he's telling us that they were both set on their decision, but she's here supporting him. And he's like, you know, I have a good ass woman. First of all, you do not have her. And Paige is telling us that she's overwhelmed and second guessing her decision. Just, you know, this is the first time that he affirmed her as his wife. And he kept asking her, you know, are you cold? Are you cold? But then he put his jacket on her and went away inside. What? Get out of here. That's just Chris's (laughs) life in a nutshell. Giving you useless assistance when you don't need it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, here, here's an umbrella when you're coming from the rain, when you're indoors. Okay. So they get back in and Chris, of course, is staring at his phone. I think it's a problem. When people are there, he just whips out his phone and is just on there. And then Paige is apologizing for this. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry for that. And this is going to be, if they were ever together, that will be Paige's life. Apologizing for everything her useless husband does all the time while he doesn't care. So Dr. Viviana asks Paige, you know, why are you overwhelmed? And she says, because, you know, this was the main reason their marriage was taken away and it doesn't exist anymore. And Pastor Cal, <laughs> I, I hate <laughs> to be a fly in his brain. He's like, I want to be sensitive, but we want to look at the big picture. And just a question. Wasn't your relationship in jeopardy before he found out? (laughs) 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 Like, Paige, let's not be selective right here. Like, what are you doing? So (laughs) Chris is like, well, the issue of attraction. But outside of that, I felt like we were heading down the right track. Oh, my God. You know, delusion is something else and Pascal is like okay are you saying this relationship is not over and Chris is like I have feelings for Paige she's everything I needed in a wife and Paige is there dumbly nutting just nutting all the time and if he had a time machine he would start the process over and Paige knows she looks at Pascal she's like I know I know Pascal <laughs> Vienna is like I can't
1: <laughs> you guys I feel so bad for this one note that I wrote but I have to share it with you <laughs> I just in the heat of the moment, I wrote down, Why is this stupid bitch smiling? <laughs> she,
0: was, no, she, was. she was just smiling and nodding, and I just wanted to like, Stop it!
1: May God forgive me, but Amen. it's the truth, and I know we were all thinking it.
0: <laughs> so, so, Basaka, was like, So, because you know, while we were sitting here, I could tell that you admired him. I'm expecting Paige to be like, no, it's not that. She's like, I do. I really do. And I'm like, my hands are in my head right now. I'm just like, what? How can we save Paige? Do we even want to save Paige? And like, she's like, I wanted a happy ending. And I'm like, so were you lying to yourself when you're repeating all those things about I was confusing marriage with love and not picking myself and losing myself? See, this is, you know, people that you always have inspirational quotes, but they never practice it. That's Paige. So so she says, you know, she doesn't want to say anything because she will be acting on emotion. And Pascal is like, I don't want to divorce means I want to stay married. Do you want to divorce or stay married? And (laughs) Chris is like, I think that we're undecided. Who the hell gave him permission to speak for both of them? But then he (laughs) said, I think we're decided. And he's like, I think this might be the first time in all of the seasons. (laughs)
1: I'm like, do you guys think you're special? (laughs) Do you think you're some special snowflakes that you get to show up on Decision Day and just be like, well, we just don't know.
0: Oh, my God. It's called Decision Day. (laughs) (laughs) Just the fact that...
1: Your relationship is so dysfunctional that after eight weeks, you can't say yes or no.
0: I mean, it's like Kenya's marriage. Most (laughs) of the marriage, you were not together. But you (laughs) want to insist that there's something there, like... That tells you everything you need to know. Sorry, guys. I just made a a Real House of Atlanta reference. If everyone was like, (laughs) who's Kenya? (laughs) So we can't talk about this
1: without... A few weeks ago, I read a rumor. And honestly, the rumor makes this whole, like, nonsense make a little bit more sense. The rumor that I read was, like, Chris and Paige continued to, like, sleep together after they stopped filming. And they weren't, like, the what Karen Amal said about how a situation ship entangled, like that's basically what they were. Mm-hmm. Like they were still seeing each other. And I didn't really think it could be true. Cause I'm like, there's no way they met up without cameras. But when you were watching this, did you think, Oh, you guys haven't seen each other
0: for four weeks or longer? No, I felt like they had because he made a comment. Like we came here set on our decision. If you haven't spoken, how do you know? So with that, the show doesn't really address that. So it's like, You're just
1: looking at it like, but you guys haven't hung out for the past four weeks and the four weeks that we saw was quite terrible. Yeah. But there's a whole entanglement that went on and that explains a lot of this foolishness.
0: Please continue. Or it could just be Paige. I mean, we saw enough of that. (laughs) So (laughs) Dr. Viviana has had enough. Dr. Viviana is like, nope, nope, nope. I am not okay with this. And then Chris is like, I cannot give you a decision and she cannot either. And I'm like... Just stay married and then figure, like, I never understand this. Just stay married and then and go afterwards and then get a divorce if it doesn't work out. And then just know that you're going to pay for your divorce by yourself and Max is not going to pay for it. So, <laughs> not that hard. Dr. Viviana continues and she's like, I am not having it. Like, I feel like you're doing it to play with her emotions and now you're doing it to play with us, y'all. In case you hadn't noticed, Dr. Pepper has not said shit the entire time. Dr. Pepper was like, I am keeping my mouth shut. I am not saying anything. We already know what she feels about Chris. <laughs> so Pastor Cal is trying to calm Dr. Viviana down. He's like, oh, they're both making the decision. And Chris is like, we don't have a decision. I don't give two flying beep. He didn't finish his sentence because Paige was trying to calm him down. He's like, you're not going to control me. So Paige, Paige is I was like, a little
1: annoyed with Pastor Cal and trying to annoy, I mean, in trying to shut up Dr. Viviana. I was like, look, this woman is speaking the only logic at this moment. Why are you trying to tell her to be quiet? And he did just try to tell... He, like, actually reached out and touched her to be, like, yeah. to calm her down. He and I
0: did. was like, you be quiet, you. Someone is speaking the truth here. <laughs> I think I think what I saw was him just trying to be like, don't lose your cool or lose anything. <laughs> lose your credibility because of this fool. Because we already know he's crazy. Like, just... just I know, I know, I know. I'm with you, but... <laughs> oh. So Paige says that she understands their point, but their situation has been unorthodox and she appreciates their patience. <sighs> Tonight would have been a clear decision had they gone past their honeymoon or had more weeks, and at the back of her head, if Mercedes was still pregnant, would they be having this conversation? Chris the is fact like, "That that is even I could not believe those words came out of her mouth."
1: Has Paige somehow built it up that the entire problem here is that Mercedes was
0: pregnant, so now she's not
1: pregnant anymore, so we don't have any problems?
0: I mean, I'm just, why are you surprised, a eh? like Paige has done enough to let us know like mm. something is not like something unless, like you said, there's just a lot of gaps because I cannot, for the life of me, understand her thought process. I cannot because at first, I'm like. You know, we all make desi- bad decisions with guys, and you know, y- you just keep hoping. But in this case, he's made her look like a fool time and time and time again. Like, at the first point of telling me that you're not attracted to me after you had sex with me twice, I'm not, <laughs> not going to give you that opportunity again. Like, I don't care how much I want to D, I would not. My pride would be more than that. So, I, I mean, I- it, so- it really hurts. It really hurts me to watch her because I'm like,
1: what is broken inside of you?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there can be no other... Same thing for Chris, to be honest. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is so disturbing to watch. And Paige is... I can't can't believe I can still say this. Paige is smart. Like,
0: probably
1: not in relationships. But, you know, people always say, like, anybody can be a victim. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how confident you may seem. It doesn't matter, like, how much you know you have to offer... A partner like you will you know losers will find you and you will give in to them but it's still a lot like this is a lot
0: <laughs> yeah I almost feel like I don't know them personally but with Chris I'm like the little I know of him and then seeing how his parents interacted I can see how he's there but with Paige I can kind of see like you are kind of you're smart like you seem to know, know better you're just not doing better so I it's just sad it's just sad Anyway, Chris is like, if two people decide eight weeks is not enough time to decide, it should be respected. But (laughs) Dr. Viviana was just, uh, he was done. And Pastor Kyle asks again, what you're saying is that you're deciding to stay married for now. Dr. Pepper finally speaks and she doesn't even address Chris. She asks Paige, why are you shaking your head? And then Paige starts crying, saying it's too much. And then she walks away. Chris actually follows her, and then he's asking her, do you want to leave? I think he thinks it's like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, and they're going to ride up into the sunset. Like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. And she wants to leave. So she says she's done for the day, and then she actually asked to speak with the producer. We have seen this producer before, I think, mm-hmm. in Vegas. No, no. Um, when and... They met up for that happy hour.
1: We, we also get, saw, yes. that was the one who she,
0: that was the one who told her to tell him that you are done. <laughs> This is true. My bad. yes. So she leads her, you know, to a back room. I thought she said that the cameras don't go in there. But, you know, in a few minutes, we see that that's not the case. So Chris asked them for his mic to be taking off. And the experts are talking amongst themselves. They're just like, our main concern is Paige. And also what is happening. And Pascal is like, this is a similar pattern, you know, that Chris has shown. So Paige is telling the producer that she feels at her breaking point. And thinks that she even looks... That she looks stupid as fuck for saying undecided. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but you do. You yeah, absolutely exactly. do at this see, point. you we said you were smart. <laughs> so, so we... we so they, they start doing this side by side. As Paige is talking to the producer, we see Pastor Kyle hugging Chris and whisper in his ear, like, you make decisions. Be responsible for her and for yourself. It, this is not even about the show. This is about you. For me, and I've always said this in dating, when someone doesn't make a decision, that is a decision. If he's undecided about you, he should. if he really wanted you, he should have made up his mind. He's had weeks allegedly away from you to think about things. So you come in here, you make a decision. If you're still unsure, then you stay married and you figure it out. So Paige, no decision is a decision as far as I'm concerned my other thought was like, this poor producer did not plan on being on TV. Because <laughs> she was not dressed. <laughs> it's too bad we didn't get her
1: name, because you know Montre is a legend in Married at First Sight Universe, and she could be too if we
0: knew her name. Yes, if we did. But oh,
1: yeah. for the, we have to tell people. So, Montre was the, producer, <laughs> was the producer for Mika and Michael in DC, and at <laughs> one point, Mika, Michael's lying about his salary, because that's what he does best, and He's, he's doing Michael lying, so there's a lot of, like, talking and a lot of words and a lot of, you know, he just can't lie outright. And Mika gets frustrated, and she's like, Montre! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since that time, Montre has been a legendary producer and Mavs. <laughs> yeah, because even right now, I could not identify that producer in a lineup. Like, but she had masks on, so you can't even, you don't even know what she looks like. But, I mean, I felt like it was also nice. Like, it was kind of nice knowing that there was someone, Paige, felt comfortable enough that she wanted to talk to. Because I just can't imagine her going through this whole process alone. Because as we know, her family is not about that life with this whole shenanigans. So So the producer asked her, if you were sure, like, were you sure when you came about your decision? And she's like, yes. And then she asked her simply, why are you questioning yourself? Just because this idiot comes and says and cries, allegedly, and says, like, you were the best thing I never had, like, that should not sway you. It is independent of him. Man, women really need to stop making decisions based on men. Chris whispers to Pascal that he wasn't trying to be disrespectful, that he came with all intentions to walk away. Pascal is not even having any of that. He just tells him, just be the man that I know that you can be. Dr. Viviana tells Dr. Pepper, she looked at me. She looked at me like she wanted out. She had she was pleading with her eyes. <laughs> the weird thing is, is I'm like, I think Dr. Viviana was right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like, I didn't really see that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but clearly these editors probably chopped it out. But yeah. Uh, Dr. P- Viviana and Dr. Pepper, they they saw this as like an extraction situation. Like, we've got to get you out
0: of, <laughs> out of here. <laughs> So Dr. Pepper was like, "Well, I was just afraid to push her. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing." Pastor Cal puts out what I think is a disclaimer that some people think math, math is easy. Who are these people that think math is easy? Like, I don't. Okay, but it's not their job as experts or producers to make decisions for them. It's their decision. So they pulled each other. But in this case, they pulled each other so much that they need clarity. And for their own good, they need them to make a decision tonight. So they come back. And then Paige is telling us that she catches herself doing the same things over. She's never chosen herself. And she doesn't think that things are going to change. And just for her mental and emotional health, she has decided not to stay married. And I just noticed she couldn't say divorce. She just said, I'm choosing not to stay married. But either way, the heavens sing hallelujah, praise Jesus. I was so happy that she made that choice because... I was not confident that she was going to.
1: I mean, I want to give Paige credit for this, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, she made the right choice. I guess you should get credit for that. We later I- find out that that right choice took six hours. Uh, I, I can't co-sign that.
0: I think I see what you're saying. It was more, it wasn't her heart making that decision. It was more being aware that she knows she looks stupid and not wanting to look stupid That was more of a driving force than I really need to do this for myself. And all I have to say, I don't know if this is me, but I don't, I think she should switch therapists. (laughs) The current one is not working. Two of them, she needs to switch because I, yeah. So Dr. Pepper thanks her, tells her it took courage, you know, to her honesty and sharing her life like that. Chris is not even asked. He's staring at the floor. And as soon as they get up, Chris goes to hug Pastor Cal. Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana rush to Paige. They did not talk to Chris. They are not hugging Chris. They did not move <laughs> after they <laughs> hugged her. We are not going to fake it. Chris says that he's disappointed, but he respects her. And, you know, they walk away. And Chris walks ahead of her. For someone who said he cared, but, I mean, eventually stopped and opened the door for her. And then Paige tells us that her heart isn't in it. And fundamentally, they were not a good person. Match like eight said, we had to watch six hours. Well, it felt like six hours, but it took them six hours to get to that decision, and that was it for them. But it was
1: funny because we learned some math secrets. So, for instance, decision day apparently is not always one day. (laughs) Um, the next day, you know, they roll in, they start a new day, they're like, Well, we have the option to have a second day, so we're exercising it because we needed it this time. Uh, same outfits.
0: (laughs) Why? Okay, that was my question. If you're going to tell us it's day two and you're not going to pretend that it was all one day, why are they telling them to wear the same outfit? We know it's a different day, so just wear something else.
1: Probably in previous years, they have taken two days and we didn't know about it. So they've gotten away with it. This time they had to tell us because maybe in previous years they've been able to rearrange the timeline to where, like, they could show all the morning people and then show the evening people so the editing doesn't look weird. But anyway, that's why I assume, I assume usually they have had two decision days and they just, you know, chose to tell us this time.
0: Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I'm like, if they're already choosing to tell us, why didn't they just let them wear different outfits? Like, I assume that wasn't
1: no. that wasn't like a decision. 'Cause you don't know what's gonna be cut or edited out. Like they could have cut out that whole conversation about a second day and try oh. to convince us it was one day. Okay. Plus it gives them more the editors more opportunities to flash back in fake reaction shots <laughs> for <laughs> all the couples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was a wild ride. A wild, wild ride. It just felt like a big waste of time.
0: <laughs> you know, like, I gotta say this. I'm Chris and paged out, but I I think I liked it. <laughs> Just the usual sitting on the couch. There was drama. There was, you know, walkaways. It was like a soap opera. We saw a car. We saw it was nighttime. We went to the bathroom. We saw the producer. There was variety. There was, you know, storylines, you know? So. Fair point. Fair point. So
1: next we have Virginia and Eric. So we start with Eric and his voiceover. He admires Virginia. Her personality is so electric. She's a free spirit that can't be tamed. And he loves that she loves her family. Then we see them talking about how he enjoyed college, but he grew out of it. (laughs) And they actually flash back to the famous pool scene in Vegas. I was like, that's where all your trouble began. (laughs) And he says, at first, it seemed like she wasn't ready for marriage. She likes to have fun and doesn't realize there are other things in life. (laughs) she snaps to judgment when she should think things over (laughs) this is like it was not this is bad I'm like what are you doing but then we we, we rebound because even on her worst day she can do no wrong in his eyes his world is better with her by his side and then we have Virginia's and she's like I admire so many things about Eric he's a genuine soul he's sensitive and has a pure heart He worries about me and my happiness. I never have to question his love for me. He's a good guy. He's a grown-up, sometimes too (laughs) grown-up. Eric always thinks he knows what's best. So then Virginia walks in, and I really liked her fashion. It's a very simple look. It's very different from, like, what all the other girls did, but I really liked it. It was just, like, a cute skirt and, um, like, a fancy T-shirt almost, but it looked good.
0: Yeah. I had notes to say uh why did she go so casual and i don't like white shoes she had white shoes on and then it was like a white long sleeve v and the flower skirt with a slit i don't know i just thought it was too casual
1: i always feel like i mean i get it you're shooting a tv show it's i don't understand i mean it looks nice but i i sort of understand like what what's the point of dressing up to go to go sit on a couch for hours anyway I, I appreciated her look. So they sit there, and you know, they ask like how it's going, and she says we've had our up. he says we've had our ups and downs for sure. And she's touching his knee when he's talking about this, and I'm like these two are gonna be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Eric admits that he doesn't know what today's gonna be because she has walls up, and he knows he's not her number one person. And Doctor Viviana said, "Who is?" <laughs> and he says, "Her friend." <laughs> Her friend group because she's known them for years and he wants to be that person. And she admits that she wants to need him, but she still has her guard up. And Eric repeats the stuff about how your spouse has to be your number one person, no matter what. And Virginia is his, and he just wants that in return. And he talks about how he doesn't want his heart broken again. And Virginia says it's hard for her to need someone emotionally, financially. And then Eric You know, they ask a question. Eric says, I would never change a single thing about any of it. You're one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. And he says, I just want to tell you one more thing. And he got on his knee. And I was like, oh, he's pulling a Bobby. (laughs) Bobby's probably the first person I remember to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, He got one of those, like, cheap workout rings. And he's like, Virginia, will you stay married to me?
0: And she (laughs) says yes. And they're very happy. (laughs) Yes, baby. I thought theirs went really quick. But my thing was like, wouldn't he, like you said earlier, like their whole, the whole format this season was kind of different because I would think he would propose after she made her decision to make sure she said yes before you ask.
1: But, she could, I guess that was her chance to say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that would have been embarrassing. That's why I'm like, wouldn't you just wait? But yeah, to to your point, I was thinking at the at the time, I was like, why was this ring not in a box? And was it her wedding band or what was it? But she—it was a cheap out.
1: little workout ring.
0: Yeah, I hadn't seen it, so at the time, that's what I was thinking. So I saw today when she posted and said it was a silicone ring that she had wanted all the time for when she works out. I just didn't see it while I was watching.
1: I was in shock. I was like, "You couldn't get a, a nicer ring." But okay. Um, I think those two are doomed. <laughs> They're going to be on couples cam we could be wrong. Cause you know what? I thought Jamie and Beth were doomed too. And they're still going strong. Uh, But you know, they decided to stay together on decision day. And honestly, they left out a lot of the negative stuff with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) make it look nicer. I I, I didn't like that. We didn't hear a, a lot more of why she said yes. Like I think everyone else got the opportunity to, so I, you know, he's the one who did all the talking and then she said yes. And literally that was it. And then in the roundup, you know, at the end when she's telling us all the things, she didn't even sound convincing. She just sounded like she was reading lines, but it could just be me. So. <laughs> we do not have fuzzy
1: feelings about these two. <laughs> Which I feel not feel bad, but, you know, it's like decision day. And they said, yes, we should have positive feelings, but we don't because we watched a whole season of them. not would be great. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Okay. Brianna and Vincent they come in I did not care for Brianna's dress what? I felt like it would be good for a runway which I guess
0: is its own kind of compliment but I don't know it's just too much oh my god I literally wrote Bri was fire it was just right it was the shoes I was kind of because it was black but that still worked but it was fire I liked it okay (laughs) um
1: so they sit down and they start going through their voiceover um brie goes through her checklist but only half of it she's like tall check handsome check and then i was like "Beard check we know the order brie loves that he listens loves that he's family oriented and she loves learning spanish she loves when vincent laughs until his cheeks turn red and then we go with the negativity vincent is stuck in his ways he has a hard time with criticism he overthinks things. Then we switch to positive. Vincent is my future. Ah, and, then, <laughs> and then Vincent talks about how Bree is smart and strong and he's happy to have a partner to laugh with and that she's quirky and goofy and he loves that side of her. That she's a great dog mom to Cookie and he loves the family they have built together. She speaks her mind and sometimes he may take it the wrong way, but she's working on it. Bree is his family and she's everything I wanted and needed in a wife. I, nice. I did think that Brie won the best hair and makeup um award for for decision day. Yes. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Best hair and makeup. Okay, yes. I was thinking about Haley, but Haley got the best dress for
1: me. Clara got the best dress because I actually didn't think it was the best dress standing up, but it was the best dress sitting down. And that's what you're gonna be doing for most of this. So she dressed appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Vincent says that our marriage is not easy, but they've held each other's hands throughout this, and Brie had to learn how to have emotions and to let him take care of her, and it hasn't been a breeze. They talk about the tone issues. Vincent calls her bossy. Isn't, like, at this point now, when I hear someone, like, is this an insult? <laughs> like, yeah. can we just find another word or something? Like, I don't ever want to hear the word bossy again. They've, they've killed it for me. <laughs> I did disagree with what she said next, which is Bree is like, well, I don't mean any harm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's... Intentions do matter. But if someone says, like, you're doing this and it, I'm receiving it this way, you can't just say, well, I didn't mean to. That, that's not satisfactory.
0: Well, I think, like, just different perspective is, like, she just means, like, when he... What he perceives as rude... Is not necessarily her trying to be rude. Like give or take like the champagne example where she's just like, oh, that's so Vinny. And he thinks that was rude. And she's like, I don't, that was not even my intention at all. So I think that was how I took it in terms of like, I don't even know I'm doing something, but apparently I am.
1: And I get that, but I still, I don't think it's a great way to go forward. <laughs> Cause I just feel like something has to change either on his end or your end. Yeah. Because I didn't mean to is not going to sustain you. Yeah. So they she talks about how she didn't expect, um, she didn't want to change herself, and she didn't expect to change herself in such a short amount of time. And he means the world to her, and she wants to see where their relationship goes. And Vincent says, "You've brought so much joy into my life. He's never had someone he could talk to. You make me whole, not just you, but Cookie too."
0: That's oh, so cute. And then he
1: says, there's something I got to tell you. Um, And they have the music. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He's like, there's something that I missed. And he goes underneath the couch and he pulls out a cheesecake. And she is so happy. <laughs> and he talks about how before decision day, she'd want a cheesecake. And she was so happy about that cheesecake, y'all. <laughs> I feel like if she he'd pulled out a ring, I don't think she would have been happy as she was about the cheesecake. And and Pastor Cal says, that is so cheesy. And that was funny too. (laughs) (laughs) And they talk about how it's a love story and they're so excited and
0: they're just really cute and they stand there in the interview and they're just really, really cute. Any more thoughts on those two? Oh, yes, I have thoughts. My number one dominating thought the entire time was what the fuck was going on with Vinny's tie? Why (laughs) was it like out there Why wasn't his color just over it? Why did he look like he was being strangled? What was happening with that? It was so distracting. (laughs) And then the other thing was like, at first, I mean, the cheesecake thing was cute. Cheesecake is my favorite dessert. But my first thought was like, did he just propose without a ring? And then my second thought was, well, that sounds like Vincent actually. So dang, (laughs) ice cold. I wasn't trying to be. Oh, my intentions? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, it was cute. I mean, I knew, we knew that they were going to stay together. Oh, yeah. So, it was cute. It was cute. But he so, did say, I risked everything to find love. And I was like, what did you risk, dude? That's what they all say. <laughs> that's what they all say. Um. <laughs>
1: um so... Something I do enjoy about Decision Day, which they didn't always have, but yeah. once they introduced the introduced the post Decision Day group meetup, so we can have our last blush of awkwardness before the <laughs> the reunion, I quite enjoyed it. The meetup spot was really cute. Uh, Vincent and Brianna are there first, then Claire and Ryan show up, and then Virginia and Eric, and then Haley and Jacob. Paige is in there somewhere. Um, she comes. And they all go around and like talk about whether or not they say yes. So Claire and Ryan are like, yep, we're staying together. Jacob looks miserable. Just miserable.
0: (laughs) I made a note like Jacob is like, listen, I already made a choice. Why am I still being tortured? Why do I need to still participate in these things? (laughs)
1: Brianna and Vincent tell everyone they stay together and they tell everyone about cheesecake.
0: (laughs) I loved her set, her sweater skirt. 2 thing going I really liked it I loved the hanging chairs I I kind of want
1: one um because they just look so like just sway in a chair it looked really nice um Eric and Virginia also say yes and then Virginia says Rocky's got a dad
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Eric reveals that he had asked her dad for permission to propose to her um, and we see the flashback of when he called her dad. They they didn't show us the part where he asked, and her dad was like, "You have my full blessing." And Paige congratulates them. Uh, we see in an interview Jacob is like, "I didn't I didn't know which way that was gonna go."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can I talk about his confessional look? I just really noticed his dressing. It was a gray suit. It was a black tie. It just looked really harsh against it, but. You guys know I love Jake so I'm not picking on him but I just I'm shocked that it took the finale for me to really see how bad his dressing was like he's been saying all season. I don't think his dressing is that bad.
1: You know I figured it out from actually watching this episode. I will take someone who does less and like than someone who does too much trying to be
0: like Mr. Fashionable. Uh, To me Jake looks fine. I get it, but I've been defending him all season, but it just really showed this episode. And it's not like I'm the biggest fashion person or anything. I'm not even going to say that, but they're just not certain rules, but it's just certain things that just really stood out. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Haley says that they decided to get a divorce, and then Haley talks about she learned about herself. And Jacob is also asked what he learned. And he sticks with his, I learned nothing. And Haley is still shocked that he didn't learn anything. And I think she's still mad. I'm like, he said this at the final retreat. You know, like, he's not budging on this. (laughs) (laughs) Next was the Paige part. Paige says the process hasn't been easy. It wasn't an easy decision. Clara is like, what? (laughs) What was (laughs) hard? No, all of
0: their faces as she was speaking. I think everyone was drinking. (laughs) <laughs> they were like this can't be real right <laughs> she's like 60% of her was
1: considering saying marriage Chris was apologetic and he said I am the best thing he never appreciated everybody's looking at her like she's boo boo the fool <laughs> <laughs> Virginia in an interview is like I don't really was it an interview or even right there she said I don't really get how it could be a tough decision at this point point." <laughs> and Virginia straight out asked her what was your thought process in thinking of saying yes? I was like, praise the Lord for Virginia, because that's what we're all wondering, too. Um, She did not say any... She kind of, like, demurred on, you know, Mercedes and that stuff. Um, But this is when we find out that they were there for six hours. (laughs) Which has actually made that whole sequence make more sense. Yeah.
0: Um
1: then Virginia says in an interview. I I I really cannot stand this, and I'm not mad at Virginia for saying it. But Virginia's like, "Page is so
0: strong." Yeah, I cannot stand it. I really yeah, can't. she she said it to her face. <sighs> oh, thank you. Okay, but I
1: I can't. I just really can't deal. Um, this whole like black women strong thing like really bothers me on very many levels because a it doesn't really give like black women the opportunity to be vulnerable or to be what is like perceived as weak because there's just like strong black women and then when that strength gets misperceived there's nothing strong about hanging out with like chris <laughs> and putting up with his bullshit that's not strength
0: yes that was that was my issue with it like what exactly is the strength <laughs> and like building it up like
1: this struggle love, like, if you put up with bullshit, you're a strong woman stuff, keeps women
0: in toxic relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a platitude. I don't think she knew what to say. It was just saying, you're the strongest woman I know. Okay. And
1: yeah, and I, and you know, I don't, I don't think Virginia had any bad intentions, but mm-hmm. it's it no. just a, a pain point for me. Um. Clara says, our hope for you is that you find someone that you're not 60% invested in, but you know, 100%. And Ryan shouts, hallelujah, amen, in the back. <laughs> he doesn't really say that. He just
0: says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm just kidding. He didn't say that.
1: <sighs> Clara says in an interview that she's happy for her. And then Chris comes in with a box. We never did find out what was in that box. Never. And, and then- terrible pants. He was wearing terrible pants. We did not talk about Ryan's pants from bowling a while back, <laughs> But they were a similar style. They just, you know, when you don't hate someone, you don't mind their pants as much. <laughs> he says,
0: "Good to see you." Everyone just kind of hmm, the, <laughs> the vibe just changed. <laughs> like, what? Which Chris are we gonna get? Uh, Brianna and Haley
1: speak, and they're like, you know, we're we're here. Um, Chris does another one of his apologies. Uh, he apologizes for allowing his life to interfere with you guys' marriage, which I was like, I think you're assigning yourself a little bit too much importance. So he appreciates Paige being supported during this time and he knows Paige was given the short end of the stick. Oh, Lord. I feel like he's still trying. Is, is it me? Like, he's still trying to win Paige over.
0: I was going to ask you if he thought he got a PR person because I don't know that he can think of this stuff himself I think if we
1: think about it like winning and losing like Paige saying no a decision day I think Chris probably perceived that as losing
0: ah that's an angle
1: and he doesn't probably like that and so he comes here and he's still trying to like win her over because he doesn't want to have lost I might be thinking too deeply about this
0: yeah but that's my thing is like i just don't think he has (sighs) okay i i don't think he can think that far or that deep about it but he was saying all the quote-unquote right things but is he
1: trying to redeem his public image or is he trying to get page back that was a mystery public image
0: i I don't think it's about getting page back think by any means he cares about her because just him saying that in the car like I thought everyone hated me I thought I was this I thought I, I just felt it was more about redeeming his, himself Hmm. okay but we'll never know you know so. well, and I'm not gonna lie like it's fun
1: to bat around I don't really care <laughs> um. <laughs> he says congratulations to everyone still married Brianna asked how it was and he said it was amazing Paige was there supporting me even though she didn't have to and he was a horrible husband throughout the process but he was grateful to her and he was so torn and confused in his life and he was just trying to make the right decision and he wished he would have moved into the apartment that was something he said at the thing too and I was like "But well, I, I don't really get that but okay
0: I'm wished... you ate. that's why I keep wondering <laughs> if he got a PR person and someone just wrote him a script he was just saying things <laughs>
1: And he said he wished he would have done the process, but he was trying to be a rebel and he was trying to guard himself. And <laughs> just like, why is this nonsense? And Clara asked him, like, what did he learn? And he says, you know, he realized that how successful you think you are, there are still areas of weakness you need to focus on. I was like, what areas in life do you think you're successful at? No, well, I'm going to say no offense, but I really do mean to offend. This man's subway closed a long time ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> As far as I know, he's, like, unemployed with no job or businesses. So, I don't, I mean, I don't, whatever area of life is, is successful, we haven't
0: heard about it. But it's it's a habit of his, if you've noticed. Whatever he says, he prefaces it with being a successful black man. And then says whatever he, need, he wants to say. So, it's just habit. <laughs> <laughs> he said he sweeps things
1: under the rug and through this, you're forced to deal with this. Everyone is just looking like this man is full of ish. <laughs> and Eric you know says he appreciates him being here and apologizing and he doesn't wish ill feelings on anyone he wishes them the best and they shake hands and Paige was shocked that Eric and Chris you know made up or whatever and then they talk about how they're a family uh, Brianna says it's crazy they all signed up for it and they all deserve cheers and Paige says she feels complete because Chris is here and he supported me and he came <laughs> a contractual obligation um and she says, this is where you're just like, this will never end. She's like, we can leave a fr- as friends. And if something progresses, so be it. Okay.
0: So two things. When he said, you know, she, she, he came here, he um, was there for me, he supported me, and he showed up for me. You know, that question you asked me earlier, that's another reason why I think they have been in contact. I feel like she asked him to be there. Like, I don't want to go through this by myself and you should be there. Because I'm like, shut up for you, how? Okay. Okay. And The second thing was when she said, we can leave as friends and so be it. And then we see them, him walking away with the box too and her by his side and they're smiling about it, smiling at each other. And I'm just like, Paige has started having feelings again and she going to go back for the D <laughs> Definitely. And <laughs> they to think that because we see them leave together yeah but i'm really annoyed first... what it was flirty vibes oh, like it was totally was flirty in vibes in the eye and he's like what and this i'm like uh these are people that are comfortable with each other but <sighs>
1: i'm really annoyed that they actually ended on them um <laughs> i wish we could have ended on like our three couple i'll even take eric and virginia over them it's like all they brought here was drama and wasting our time That's all they brought to the season. So, all right. So, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week?
0: My bouquet goes to the people who got my first bouquet in the premiere, Ryan and Clara. I just really, really enjoy them. I like their segments. It might not be over-the-top cheesy and... I also liked her comment when she told um, Paige that you should get someone who is not 60% sure (laughs) about you. That was really good. And then Ryan just, you know, agreeing and all that. They have my bouquet. I just think they were were wise. Okay. And who has yours? Dr. Viviana. Ah! (laughs) Because Dr.
1: Viviana was like, I call bullshit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which is what
1: all of us have been wanting to do for this whole season with those two jokers. Yep, yep, yep. So Dr. Viviana, have have your flowers. Yep. So
0: who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Jake. I you know, how can you not leave learning anything in this process? If if Chris has something that he has learned, no matter how much of BS it was, he, there was an answer. You should have something. That was just not good. That was not a good look. So yeah, Jake, who has yours? I hate to do it, but it's Paige and Chris. Ah! <laughs> one last one for the road.
1: <laughs> one last one for the road. Just y'all are wasting each other's time. You need to separate. You need to go find some good therapists. You need to do some deep inner work. Both of you and, and stop it. I feel like you wasted a lot of our time. A lot of our time. And you, I cannot believe you spent six hours on this, both of you running out to have your emotional crises. You know, do you think these people, this crew wants to work all day so that you can talk about your issues? Go show up and be ready to say yes or no.
0: I want to add that I did mention that after Chris and Paige were done, the experts just leaned on their chairs like in mock exhaustion. Like, I don't think it was mock exhaustion. <laughs> I think it was real exhaustion. It was a lot. You know, if it was a lot watching it, even though I enjoyed it, I can't imagine living through it. Because they probably, they had to wait the whole time in the car, the whole time in the back room. They're just sitting there like, bro, I'm hungry. (laughs) In between, try to have therapy
1: sessions.
0: (laughs) It's It's a lot. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the finale was worth the wait. I did not expect to be this entertained. Like, even Chris and entertained me. Well, they were the whole entertainment, really. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. Our review for the week is from Siphi63. Late to the game, but thanks. I found you late, but still love listening while I walk to shed this COVID 20-plus pounds. Thanks for keeping me company. We feel you, girl. Everybody got I- the COVID-15. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we admire, or at least I admire your... De- dedication because I've not tried to shed the COVID-15. I'm just like give me my cookie. Um, <laughs> um that's it for this week. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCall M-A-F S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media.
0: We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you here for the reunion next week.
1: I love a reunion.
0: (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.